Welcome to the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Jana. This is our weekly venture into the world of small to medium-sized businesses and the entrepreneurial spirit that drives success. So our goal here is to help you grow and to be the best you can be, both in business and personally. To do that, we identify and we discuss topics that will hopefully help you as you work to build a successful business. We also interview business owners and executives. It's our hope that you may be able to gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission here is to help you pull the shoot once a week to work on your business instead of always working in your business. So we hope you find these discussions insightful, helpful, and useful. And thanks for your support. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Well, welcome everyone to the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Jana. We are in early 2024 and we're so excited that you are here. Hey, Jana, welcome. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good because the sun's out. Yeah, it's a beautiful day here in Nashville. I will give that. Uh, like everyone else, when you're listening to this, uh, we just went through uh, eight straight days of snow here in Nashville, which is uh, highly unlikely and you know, it doesn't happen very often. So uh, we're getting out of the deep freeze. Uh, we're going to be in the 60s here pretty soon. So I'm looking forward to that. I got to tell you. Yeah, me too. Me too. Hey, Jana, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about today, it's just you and I today, so we don't have a guest at all, but um, I really, it's weighing on my heart heavily here, um, and that's the, the subject of leadership, uh, especially in as we move forward and in 2024, and, and I kind of wanted to spend, um, you know, a couple of podcasts talking about that. I thought maybe we'd do a little leadership series, and this would be the first of those, um, but I really wanted to talk about, you know, what is leadership look like in 2024? You know, and, and, see, and so we could talk about that. I know, um, and you and I are both um, uh, in the baby boomer uh, category, but, you know, when we started work, I mean, leadership back then was, you know, nothing like it is today or needs to be today. Maybe that's the better thing. I think people still carry that over. Um, you know, I mean, leadership back then was basically, I tell you what to do, you do it. You don't question anything. And I make all the decisions. Did you experience that when you were, you know, starting yes. the workforce? In my 20s and such, when I was starting to get into, well, being in show business, I experienced that a lot. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Bet, yeah. whole hashtag me too in the 90s, 80s, 90s. But more, even more importantly than that, in some of my other businesses that I was involved with, real estate and things like that, it was very much that we, you know, this is the way our company works, whether it's small or large corporate. And you had policies and procedures and you had the first thing they did was kind of hand those off to you and say, OK, here's the big book you figure well, it out and then we'll go from there. And most companies had that. Most companies had a policies and procedures. And I think, Jeff, it's coming out of. So where did this all come from? We can talk a little bit about the, the progression of it. I know where it has gone to. And we'll talk about that as well later. But. Did it all come from like the industrial age or like that whole 50s and 60s mentality where really the United States was booming as this young company that was just really nailing it in all of these different market segments and industries, you know, when it came to aerospace and medical and banking and finance. So those original procedures that were set up for success, right? like well, they, they didn't try to reinvent them or try to communicate about how we could do things better. Right. And I think, I think to be honest, you know, back then it was, it was a lot of egos. 
uh, in yeah. the room, right? And so it was male-dominated workforce or, or boss mm-hmm. force, I should say, if that's a word, uh, leadership force. And um, and they basically, you know, said this is how we do it. And if you don't like it, there's the door. Mm-hmm. You know, we always heard that, heard that one, right? There's the door. Don't let it hit you in the butt on the way out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, that. Yeah, right. And that that probably came from that era. And I, I think that you know a, a lot happened. I mean, you know, the the Me Too movement. Um, changed uh, the thought process for women and gave them more of a voice uh, yes. of how they were treated. And I think that's what started, you know, so back in the in the industrial age and just, you know, the, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, and even, you know, 80s, nine, early 90s, um, I think that was still the way. And yes. I, think, I think this whole Me Too movement that started, you know, several years back really started the whole process of not just for um, for women, but just for how people are treated in general. Yeah, I think so too. A lot, you know. I also think that just the diversity, the fact that we are much, we're just much more diversified as a nation in general. So we we have to be sensitive to that, the different cultures and the way that business is done, you know, in China, in wherever else, you know, in the Middle East, in in South America, you know, some of these other countries that that influence certain, again, certain market segments. Um, tourism, for example, as it's gotten, it, it got huge from the 70s, late 70s, early 80s on. In America, we were getting a lot of international people in the workforce, especially in hospitality, the restaurant industry and that kind of thing. So I think all of this diversity uh, coupled with feminism and the whole, you know, women's movement and then my passion talking about the various generations, like how quickly they changed from the 70s on through now. Four distinct generations who grew up in a very, very different world because the technology was progressing at such a rapid pace. So I think that's a lot of it. I mean, I think it's all these elements that now bring us to what does leadership look like? What what is a boss man in a company? You know, what what kind of characteristics does he or she need to have? And I think that has softened a little bit and gotten a little bit, the strokes have gotten a little bit broader in what we're looking for in leadership or what we need. Yeah, what we need, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, let's face it, the great resignation a few years back was, you know, 4 million people a, a month changing jobs, right? Yeah. It was all about leadership, right? Um, and it's still happening today um, where people just, you know, they work in an environment where the leadership is just, almost impossible to, to work for. Right. Right. Look, there's gotta be a better, you know, the grass maybe is greener on the other side. Mm -hmm. So they're going looking. And I think that's a a huge thing, you know, and one of my passions is just to, to fix this whole leadership thing and to help as many, you know, businesses as they start to grow, whether you're a a major corporation or a small business um, you know, there's a leadership quality that needs to be invoked into what you do. Um, And and to get people to follow you, you just need to have certain uh, qualities that, we don't all uh, know off the top of our head that we probably need to be taught. And we, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, leadership is one of those things where we're all, we're continually learning, like what's working today. Cause what worked 10 years ago is not going to work today. Right. That's right. Um, you know, and, and probably, you know, one of the biggest things I run into is when leaders um, need to be in control and can't give up control. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a huge issue because that's not really leadership then, you know, that's kind of, let's use the term being a boss. Mm-hmm. Versus being a leader, right? And being a leadership. Um, and we talk about that a lot. But, you know, some of the skills that I believe are really important in, in 2024, you mentioned early, communications is huge. I mean, yes. we have four generations, right? Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. But I mean, to me, that's like major, a major thing. 
Um, strategic thinking is is great, but here's the thing: you don't have to be the expert. You just have to be the leader. That's, that's right. The, that's the key to this whole thing for me. That um, that we have to get out is that you need to be the leader, not to have all the answers. Everyone always thought I need to have all the answers. People are looking to me for the answers. Mm-hmm. The reality is, a good leader says, "All right, gang, how are we going to solve this together?" Right. That's, that's a good right. leader, right? And then or we- how or who on my team? Yeah the skill set to really figure this out, whether it's something that's medically driven, engineering, um, communication, hospitality, maybe it's cre- it's a creative nature. Right. You know, if you're in a market segment where your business it, it re- revolves around the creative aspect or coming up with new ideas and new visions every month or every whatever, every year for to drive your business, then you need a creative in that position or right. a leader that understands her or his creatives are crucial to the business. And I think that is, and that's something we and I have talked about a lot, Jeff, and it, it goes back to, and we say this a lot, but it's true, putting the right butts in the right seats. Yeah. It's understanding in a team situation as a leader, you've got to have people with different skill sets and people with different visions and people in different generations that might figure out a better, cleaner, faster, uh, least expensive way to do something, you know? Yeah, it's and, and, and that's a, I feel like people that are in charge, that are the bosses, um, and are trying to be leaders, feel intimidated by doing that. You know, yes. um, when when I always when I used to always have jobs, different jobs throughout my career, uh, my theory was find someone to replace me so I could move up the ladder. And yeah. Say yeah, but you know, what if they replace you and they do the job better than you? And I go, good for them. Yes. I go because you know maybe I didn't have all the answers. You know what? But yep. here's the thing: if I get stuck as a leader, if I'm stuck in one role and I want to move up, but I don't train somebody underneath me mm-hmm. to be that person, I'm never going to move up because the 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 management is not going to want me to move up because I'm doing that job. Yeah. Right? Like, well, who's going right. to What's that going to be? Like? So you know, leadership is all about training your people, and and I've always encouraged people to just be themselves and to offer suggestions and and be able to you know do that um, in in different ways, whether it's strategic thinking or whether it's you know being able to motivate and inspire people. I mean, these are all mm-hmm. things that that as leaders we need to bring to the forefront, to the table, and give it to our people. I mean, just let them know that they're you know appreciated is is a huge. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just, it bothers me a lot that, that, you know, even in today's times, I mean, there's a, a local company here that just lost an amazing uh, person, one of her, one of their uh, executives, because she was done with the leadership, just being yeah. so cynical and so beaten down on people and just, oh God, she's like, I, I just can't do it anymore. That's you know, right. And I think you see that. I think you find that in a lot of these traditional market segments like banking and you know, uh, public publishing and some of these things that are old established companies and they have these old established ways to do things. And it is not that way anymore. We cannot do that. That's why the communication is so crucial to me. And I love this idea that we've talked about where you everybody gets in the room at the end of the week or once a month or whatever it is and has a big powwow. What do you think worked in the month? What do you think did not work? And don't be afraid to hear feedback from right. your team members. If you are the leader, don't be afraid for one of them to say, you know, I thought you were too heavy handed on that, or I thought we should have gone a different direction when we were doing that particular project. And maybe we can think about that next time. You know, if you really think about it, so many people have so many different skill sets that are so important to make a big entity or even a mid-sized business, a small business run. It takes a lot of different uh, uh, brain types, you know what I mean? Right. Or 
strengths. And I really believe that in order to have successful business, you have to be willing to hear people out and, and also to know what they thrive at, what, what feeds them. You know, another thing I want to bring it, Jeff, that I think is really important in business today is that now I know this is a big buzzword and it was really, really prevalent during the pandemic and the whole, you know, the whole great resignation. And that is there's got to be life work balance. There's got to be some kind of discussion where you're not requiring your business professionals to work 60, 70 hours a week. They have to have some downtime because that downtime is what gives their brain and gives their body physically a chance to rejuvenate and maybe look at things differently or analyze from afar, that kind of thing. When they're just cramming, cramming, cramming like that, there's no way that they can look at things in a realistic way or look at things from another perspective, you know, because they're in it too deep. Absolutely. Well, you know, here's the thing I believe. I mean, I know this works for me and I bet it works for a lot of people. And that is when I'm rested, uh, when I get the next day, I can actually get more work done in probably six hours than if you made yes. me for 12 because the- Absolutely. I, I just, my brain doesn't work like that, right? I'm yeah. fresh brain. I can get a lot done. I can just start checking things off the box, you know, or checking the boxes off and getting things done. And, and I think what we've forgotten is that, you know, people can get a lot done in a little time. Yes. Because, you know, you start monitoring their hours and you're like, well, you know, I'm paying you for eight hours a day and you're not working eight hours a day. But did you get the work done? That's the question yes, right. I have. That's you know, right. Is your job done? So if you can do it that much faster as a leader, maybe I need to start looking and saying, okay, what other things can I give you? A, but right. don't, don't make me make them work just be, to make them work. Right. Like, I think no that's very true. Them. And that goes back to, again, the type of worker B you are, the type of, you know, the, where you thrive, where you enjoy. Some people enjoy a big project that they're doing for hours at a time, and then they take a few days, like you said. Other people like that, they're, that sweet spot is four to six hours of work every day, you yeah. know, where they're and they find that sizzle time. We talk about that. What are your peak hours? That's another thing. Don't be so hung up on this whole eight to five thing, oh. because- some people work, you know, 10 to eight really well. And other people work six in the morning to three. And then by three or three 30, they're done. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but they, but they accomplished everything. And again, you know, right. Again, as leaders, all we need to do is make sure that our, to me, that our people are doing their job. Yeah. If they're doing their job. However long it takes them. I don't really care. That's um, right. You know, if they can get it done in six hours, that's great. If maybe they need 10 today and they only need six tomorrow, that's fine too. You yeah. Know, it's that, but I love that, you know, that work-life balance, that flexibility. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because, um, uh, you know, my girls are, you know, they all have kids and, and they all work from home and they love that because it gives them that flexibility. Mm -hmm. You, know, you got to pick one of the kids up at three o'clock every day, but because you work from home, you can do that, right? You, right. Don't to, you don't have to, you know, make arrangements and things like that because, you know, her husband is at a regular job where he, he's works for the, um, for the public. So he can't leave when he needs to, but, but right. she, can, she can be flexible and that yeah. gives that work-life balance, you know, a tremendous, you know, ability. And I think that's, again, that goes back to leadership and what style of leadership um, are you? And do you trust your people to be doing their jobs? That's right. right. And, and that's the bottom line is yeah. that clear communication and that trust and that, uh, and, and that sort of not happiness factor, but it's, it, it's trust. It's that, factor from the get-go that I am in the right place. I like where I work. I like what I'm contributing to my team. Yeah. And that leader that's involved or that leader that's running that group, absolutely. If they are are uh, lifting up their team members and if they are listening to their team members and they're 
uh, getting good work out of their team members, then again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like don't be so hung up on hours or don't be so hung up on the old way or the protocols. As long as the business is growing, thriving, and everybody's happy, that's a good leader. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I think, but, you know, again, people get put into leadership roles without being taught how to be a leader. Yes. And and so, uh, you know, I want to come back to that for a minute because I think that that is a huge mistake that many companies make, right? So you got a sales guy, I'll use this as an example because it happens 80% of the time. You got a sales guy that's killing it, right? He's right. making all kinds of sales and like, oh, we want you to be in charge of all sales now. And he crumbles and sales fall apart. Because that's right. just because you put them in the role doesn't mean they know how to be leaders, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of the things mm-hmm. that we talk about. I mean, uh, you know, you've got to support your people. Leadership is an ongoing, continually um, learning aspect. And, and it's it's always evolving and always changing. And there's new ways to be better leaders. And there's new ways to communicate better with your people and to build trust and to inspire them and to motivate them and, and to show them they're appreciated. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these things that you need to learn. And, you know, as people, we probably, you know, we take that as a, as a, um, as a way to make ourselves better. Mm-hmm. Right? And we want to be better, but you know we can't forget as as owners of just business owners or as executives that the people you move into those roles need training because they, yes. they usually don't have that. That's and, right. You know, uh, there's a there's another podcast that's called Leaders uh, uh, Coaching for Leaders, and he, he always says leaders aren't born; they're made. Yes, uh, that's so it, true. I totally agree with that. Right? Uh, people, I totally agree. agree with that. And you don't come out being a leader, you know, you just got to be inspired and you, you know, by someone else. You know, I had, I had my, uh, my leader back when I worked at Harris bank back in the eighties, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when he was, is, has always been my mentor. And from a leadership standpoint, man, she, and she bucked the trend back then. I know you and I personally have talked about this, Jana, but she yeah. bucked the trend. I mean, think about the eighties with all the, all the men that were, that were running mm-hmm. the show. Here's a woman that came in and said, look, I'm not going to do a limited culture where you go to work, you do your job, you go home and you get a paycheck. I'm going to create a culture that's unlimited. And she encouraged everyone to kind of step out of the box, which allowed me to create what eventually became my pathway for my career, which was in technology. Yep. She encouraged me and I, I ended up automating the entire trust fee department all on my own you know, uh, abilities that she mm-hmm. saw in me. Which I didn't see myself, but that's a good leader, right? You know, you Boy, see it people, is. right? And she just encouraged me to keep following that trend and keep doing that. And you know, it turned out to be an amazing journey for me. But but she's the one that's on. And I think you know that was she was an early on to where we are today. But that was very rare back then, uh, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. So, like I said, especially in a, in a men dominated world where she was a woman kind of bucking that trend. So I think that's great. But yeah. she was sensitive to everybody, and again, she wanted everybody. To have that gift of, you know, what do you do best? What do you enjoy? And look what you did, Jeff. You created something. Yeah. That you would probably not have done had it been a very strict environment or maybe male, you know, male led or whatever. But right. it's kind of interesting how, and I I remember some of these, these uh, old school leaders, like, you know, uh, who who's the guy that, that used to always, he talked like this and he was all, he was a big, big leader all through the eighties and nineties. And he used to do these uh, little salesy things. Very, very famous. Anyway, he always said a good leader, you know, is, is somebody that just gets out of the way and right. lets your, the people do their thing. Yeah. Just observes and moves moves people around like a, ch- a chessboard, you know, like yeah. I'm gonna put this one here and this one here and let's see how it goes. Now let's see. But then everybody, again, getting in the room and talking about it. 
Yeah. No, I, and, you know, and I think that's the key. And you know, I want to come back to that because it, I thought of something earlier that you mentioned that um, getting in the room and talking about it is great, but the people that are in the room have to feel comfortable to be able to say something, right? Yes. How many times yeah. are we in the room and it's like, yeah, somebody talked to me and everyone's got is quiet because they're all afraid mm -hmm. to say anything. Right. And so yeah. as, as a leader, we need to encourage and, and um, you know, invigorate and, and give them that ability to say, can I say that I didn't like this and not be, you know, hammered for doing it. Right. Right. So it's the big thing. It's like, people are going to say, you know, I mean, I remember growing up, people are like, I'm not gonna say anything. It's my job. You know, if they don't like it, they could fire me. It's like, yeah, that's the environment we want. No, it's not the environment. And it's definitely not the environment of today yeah. because they just through technology, we're so much more exposed, not only with our public, our, you know, our, our public facing business, yeah. if it's a public facing business, but also with each other. Like, you know what I mean? You it, Just with inclusion and, again, this idea of multi-generational, multi-international, uh, all of that, we're a lot more exposed as to who we are. Uh, it's hard to hide behind a position or a role at a company anymore, you know? Yeah. So, so that gives you an opportunity to be more expressive or be not be afraid to, to talk about things that aren't working. Right. And I think as leaders... You know, and and I I'm I'm thrilled. You know, I read the story about uh, Satya Nadala's uh, Nadala's. I think is how he says his last name. He's the the, the CEO at Microsoft. Um, so if I butchered that name, forgive me. But um, what he did is he came into Microsoft, which was very corporate run, right? And people were were basically you know going after each other inside of Microsoft. Mm -hmm. And he changed that whole culture to a company uh, new new approaches. They said he started promoting empathy and collaboration. Wow. And, and that Microsoft has grown a hundred times of what it was before mm -hmm. he took because it got rid of the cutthroat uh, idea and said, no, we're going to talk about empathy and we're going to encourage empathy, you know, mm -hmm. caring about your others, right? You know, where are their, where are their struggles? How can we help them? Um, and then encouraging them to collaborate and come up with better ideas. And, and those are two things that really show it. I mean, you know, to me, you know, uh, Elon Musk is another one. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a really good leader, you know? Yes. I mean, he yeah. he comes up with the ideas, but then he passes them on and says, "Let's get this done." Yeah, and, absolutely. And he encourages his people to take him, take him, and get him done. So you know, he's a wonderful visionary, but he, you know, he really um, is the kind of guy that that can be a good leader. Or you know, the good leader is is the this whole AI guy um, that we've talked about before. Yes, um, they got fired uh, at uh, at uh, Open Open AI. Got fired, yeah. and the entire company, seven hundred fifty people, all said, "Either you bring them back, or we all leave." We all leave. That's that's a, that yeah. says a lot, right there, that they're willing yeah. to. That's true leadership, you know, and, and that's where we need to get to. We need to stop picking on people. We need to stop demoralizing people. We need to stop, you know, yelling at people. You know, people don't want to be yelled at. You know, they, no. they want to have a conversation. And if you're doing something wrong, let's sit down. And here's the problem: when people do something wrong. People will blame the person, you know, like Jan, if you're doing something wrong, if and, and I'm blaming you because you're doing it wrong, mm -hmm. versus it's really my fault as a leader, because maybe I didn't train you right. Or that's that's right. something that I'm not that's doing as a leader that you keep doing wrong because you're getting your job done wrong. And and so people aren't willing to look in the mirror and say, Was it me? What did I do wrong? Well, and it also goes back to communication. It's probably a combination. Oh. Many most of the time, 90% of the time, it's a combination of the two. It's yeah. You know, I did it this way because I didn't think that I had the chance to do it another way. I didn't feel like I had the platform. I didn't feel like I had the support to right. do it another way. So I did it old school. That didn't work. 
So your job as a leader is to say, you know what, if you think there's a better way to do it, let's talk about it. Right. We've got to communicate. And I think that's the biggest thing, especially with these younger generate the younger generations, you know, the millennials and the Gen Zers, they they have got to feel comfortable enough. And a lot of times they do, because again, they go back to, I'm not willing to work like you people did, like you baby right. boomers, like they see yeah. their parents the way they, you know, they negotiated their careers their whole lives and they're miserable or whatever, you know. So I do feel like it's the platform is getting more free to do that, a little bit more open. But we're like you said, Jeff, we're not there yet. You yeah. know who I was thinking of a Zig Ziglar. That's what I was trying to think oh, of. Yeah. You know, always read little Zig Ziglar things, you know. Make sure you allow your workers to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All these little motivational talks that he would throw out, but they were they were kind of ahead of their time, sure. you know. He always felt like you should just let everybody in the room, you know, take take a shot at it, kind of thing. I agree. I agree. So, Jana, this is a topic that's obviously near and dear to my heart. I know yours is as well. Um, yeah. For our listeners, we're going to do a series of these, um, and it's not just on. You know, this is kind of an overview. We're gonna we're gonna really start digging in a little bit on on a few different topics about leadership. You know, um, what's your why about leadership and things like that. So, you know, please uh, look for these uh, as they come up, and we really want your feedback on this. Um, yes. Time. So, you know, we're going to encourage you heavily to. Uh, to visit the site, to visit pulltheshoot.net and to visit janalandry.com. And, and we're going to have stuff up there where if you have input um, and you have thoughts on leadership, we would love to hear that. And we want we want your thoughts and we want to hear what's working for you and what's not working for you. Um, mm -hmm. This is a time, uh, I think 2024 is the year where we really need to make an impact on leaders and leadership and what that means. And so uh, we're going to be pushing that out. Um, I know at Pull the Shoot here, we're working on a, a second book all about leadership um, and what that's going to look like and, and what that's going to going to mean. And we're excited about that. We're actually uh, going to be collecting an outstanding leadership award um, in March out in Las Vegas at Caesars Palace. So we're excited about that. Um, and we're excited, I said, about the new book. So it's going to be called Inspired Don't Demand, The Art of Leading mm -hmm. with Authenticity. So we're excited about that um, because it really is all about inspiring. And yes, anymore. So thanks for our listeners out there. We appreciate you as always. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, again, visit the websites, uh, and we look forward to hearing from you. Until the next time, stay safe and be healthy.